Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today we discuss our best NBA duos, top five quarterbacks of all time, and somehow Tony Romo gets thrown into the discussion. No one's going to say that Warren Moon is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. That, 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 go, that goes together. So, but this, this, this is my thing. It's a regular season debate. If you want to say who is the greatest or top five regular season quarterbacks of all time, you might even throw in Tony, Tony Romo. Get out. No. Get out. Regular season, you could throw in Tony. You can throw him in. Regular season. The reason the argument that Tony Romo is not considered one of the greatest is because of his playoff performances. No, and regular season. Throwing interceptions to Redskins to, to, to throw away your division title. Thank you. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast. The ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. We have an awesome show for you guys today. We're discussing our best NBA duels of all time. Okay. How are you doing today, Zach? Oh, I can't complain. Can't complain. Happy to be here. What's going on, Chris? What's good? What's good? Let's get this going. Trey, how's it going? Before you say Cowboy Nation. What's up, Cowboy Nation? Oh, gosh. Okay. Anyway. Great day to be a cowboy. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to turn your mic off. This is, this is it. That's it. So anyway, I'll, I'll start. I'll start off with the show. My, the greatest NBA duo of all time to me, Kobe and Shaq. That's the greatest NBA duo of all time. In my eyes, they underachieved as a duo. Shaq, the most dominant player, center of all time. Kobe Bryant, the most prolific scorer of all time to me. You put those two together on a team, instant championship contenders in any era as far as I'm concerned. You know, I couldn't I couldn't disagree with you more and I don't think there's many teams that give them a run for their money to be quite honest with you. What Shaquille O'Neal was able to accomplish not only in high school but through college and then when he got to the NBA people doubted what he was able to do. There's no there's no no doubt in my mind that those two, to me, were, were the best duo ever. Uh, I'm going to go with something a little outside of the box. I'm going to go with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Let me explain this. Please with, do. Le, with LeBron <laughs> James being on the court. Let's, let's start with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is the killer. He's a guy who, who kills you. He ends your life as far as offensively. But defensively, what LeBron James brings, brings to the game, along with his offensive skills, I think those two pair together are the greatest duo. Do we have a drug test that we can administer? I can, I can give him one. Okay. I can give him one. Thank you. See what so happens. you're taking Dwayne Wade as your killer over Kobe? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's insane. Oh, yeah. That's I'm, insane. I'm taking Dwayne Wade as a killer over Kobe that's, on this that's, one. That's but insane. we got to understand, paired with LeBron, though. Paired with LeBron, who's arguably. So you think that Dwayne Wade paired with LeBron is more of a killer than Kobe Bryant paired with Shaquille O'Neal? Yes. So, if what you're so let's just let's just compare careers, if you will. Okay. So let's just compare mano y mano. So, it, so I don't know who do you want to compare Dwayne Wade to? Kobe. We'll take Dwayne Wade and 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 Kobe. Yeah, that's the way we had to do it. So who's who had a better career? I mean, that's that's Kobe right there, no doubt. Okay. Kobe had a better career, but I'm saying who's more of a killer. 
I'm taking Dwayne Wade. More of a killer than Kobe? Oh, yeah. Than the Black Mamba. So, once, so, so 2.2 seconds left on the clock. Game, uh-huh. game seven of an NBA final. Oh, I'm definitely going Dwayne Wade. Over Kobe. Oh, yes. Over Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you this. Co- See, the thing with <laughs> Okay, so Kobe Bryant's nickname is the, the Black Mamba. Well, y'all know that as being a killer. Yeah. Dwayne Wade's nickname is, what is it, The Flash? That was because of shit. That's not known as a killer. I mean, look, Kobe Bryant might be second to Jordan, one of the most clutch shooters of all time. There's a handful of clutch shots that we've seen Kobe Bryant hit last second shots. I can't remember a lot that Dwayne Wade has done in that instance myself. So it's three against one, I know. Yeah, and, I yes, know. and yes, Kobe's <laughs> missed a lot of game-winning shots, but he, he's taken a lot more too. Right. Uh, just like Michael Jordan. But, right, right, right. But that's the killer instinct. Yeah, I mean, they, they never you want the miss. ball in your hand. Right, right, You right. want the ball in your hand. Honorable mention, you know, well, I got to n- name... Oh, the, let's Jordan. get Zach. Get oh, Zach. No, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You. Oh, I'm no, sorry. It's all good because I'm. No, Kobe you said you said second Kobe though. I assume. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm yeah. second Kobe without question, and yeah. it's just because of the the complementary pieces that they they were together too. Right. It's the fact that those two players could dominate so many aspects of the game, and I I, I struggle. I don't know that in his prime there really was a more dominant player than Shaq. Like he's you know he bounced around at the end of his career and and you know he he tends to get overlooked in a lot of this but he was literally unstoppable there was there's nothing you can do with that man and pairing that with in my eyes but you know him and Michael Jordan being the most ruthless cold-blooded end of games killer and I know that's just assassins yeah right but you know that there's there's a reason he earned the nickname and I people miss a lot of shots in game-winning situations I get it but if there was one man that I'm trusting to, to get me a bucket at the end of the game, even in a bad situation, I would pro- I would probably put Kobe in this. All right. If you're building a basketball team and you want two perennial all-stars on your team at certain different positions, you want a center and you want a shooting guard. Well, it depends on the era. Right. Right now, I think- th- this era, I'm not taking a dominant center. Oh, Shaq would kill the Warriors team right now. He would demolish that team right What now. does he do on defense? Well, he would have to play defense. He can play defense when he wants to. He will hit free throws when Who's he, he wants to. On the defensive end? Yep. What happens if they McGee? go small? What does Jack do? He's, he, he can still be effective. They run Draymond okay. as so a you small mean ball So you mean to tell me if Shaq was in the league right now, they wouldn't find a way to utilize him? I'm not arguing that they can't utilize him, but he, you know, he's, like, he's like Boogie Cousins. And he's better than Boogie. Don't get don't get that twisted, right? Okay. But Boogie Cousins is incredibly talented too. Uh-huh. I think he's he's him and Marcus All are probably my two favorite centers in the league right now. But but my point is he is incredibly talented. But just matchup wise, the NBA right now is analytics trading threes for twos and spread you out. And it's it's not that he's not an impact. He's still a Shaq would still dominate in a low block. But his impact on the game is lessened by the way we're playing. I, I disagree. I, totally I, I think disagree. make made buckets will have to slow that down. So I think them they don't have anybody now. There's not anybody who would be able to defend Shaquille O'Neal. Right. So I think them feeding the ball into the post like they did in the early 2000s, which won them back to back to back uh, NBA championships. That's going to slow a lot of the those transition type um, offensive uh, offensive teams down, which I think would make him more effective. But you're right. Kevin Love sitting outside on the perimeter. Shaq 
He's not going to be able to go out there and stay with people. He's not going to clog up the paint and be the defensive force, which is that, which I agree with you on, on that part. Well, I, I still think they can find a way to make him effective, even on a defensive end. And I like the fact that you brought up Boogie Cousins. Because when Boogie Cousins went to the Pelicans and he was paired with Anthony Davis, I thought that, oh, oh, if they make it to the playoffs and they're eighth seed, they were going to give the Warriors a ton of trouble. That's just what I thought initially. And I still think that team has the opportunity to, to do that. So if you put Shaq in that, in, in that instance, Shaq being a more dominant player, with Kobe, I do understand what you're saying on the defensive end. Was he going to do a defensive end? There, everybody, But everybody can't be on the perimeter. Sure they can. Did they, they just because they easily could. if that's what your matchups say are you are you really going to challenge Shaq in the paint no of course not okay but so you're going to take advantage of the fact that he can't guard anyone so you're going to isolate him and pick and rolls around the perimeter and make him work somehow on defense okay so what based on your logic though what makes this then you might as well agree with Chris then as the greatest duo of all time. You might as well say it as LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. No, because you can't compare legacies. He's not crazy. That's my, my or, sorry, not legacies. My, my issue is you can't, you know, it, it's the same kind of debate as are the Warriors the best team of all time. I don't think you can really have that argument because rules were different. The style of gameplay was different. The, you know, they, what do you think this Warriors team is doing against the Detroit Pistons of old? Nothing. They're just getting beat to, into the ground. And then by game four, their entire team is broken. But that, but that's my point. Is so the the NBA is crafted in such a way that we've seen the not the I mean the death of the big man and the emphasis on perimeter shooting. And so, okay, you say the death of the big man. There will never be another Olajuwon. There will probably never be another Shaq. But if you bring another center of that caliber into the game, I really do think there's going to be a way they're going to integrate them to where they're going to be as dominant or as successful as back in the day. I just I. What, what do you do? Not play Shaq the whole game because he can't play. And, and this is what kind of leads credence in my whole argument to begin with. There, I don't no, think. No, let me let me just explain this. Let me explain this. Shaq is not a transcendent player. Let me explain what I mean by that. Oh, Shaq. Uh, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Y'all laughing, but let me explain this. I don't think there are very many transcendent players in NBA. When I say this, Shaq is a player who played in an era that would not work now. His style of play. Shaq is not as talented. I didn't say he's not better. I want to be very clear. As talented as Boogie Cousins. Talent-wise. Talent-wise. He's a better overall player. But talent-wise, Boogie Cousins has more talent. He can stretch the floor. He can shoot shots. He can also take it inside. You have a player like LeBron and Dwayne Wade who can play in any era. And that's why I'm taking that. No, team no. I, look, over. look, look. Your your argument is more so solely on these two because I do think that Shaq and Kobe can play in any era. That's my belief right there. Easy. I, because Shaq is just too dominant. You don't take a player like that off the court just because of something that's going to happen on a defensive end. He's he can score every single possession down the court on a team like the Warriors or the Rockets or any team in the, in the league today. You don't take him off the court. You just don't. Jaja Pachulia couldn't hold Shaq. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. What would Shaq say about that right now? He would be pissed off. Barbecue chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so honorable mention, I have to bring up Jordan and, and Pippen. Okay, I have to bring that up. Because I, I, I do feel like there's, you know, they're not in the room with us, but there are some people that will argue that that is the greatest duo of all time. And just for arguing's sake, you know, Jordan is the best player of all time. Pippen, he's 
besides from LeBron, he's a defensive player that can almost guard anybody. He could guard Kevin Durant today. He's the original point forward. Like, right. The, the right. guy, no, mm-hmm. the, the, I, I think you honestly probably have to put them as one and one A, you know, or one A and one B, however you want to say it. Like they, they, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, they saved the game of basketball, in my opinion, at that point in time, because we were going through a lot as NBA fans at the mm-hmm. time. The Celtics were declining. Magic Johnson was, mm-hmm. not, well, I can't say not healthy because I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. But, but, I mean, like, we were going through a lot. And with with them to be able to play together and to play the way that they did and sustain that level of competition for as long as they did, Michael Jordan take a break and go play baseball, and Scottie Pippen still leads them to 50-plus wins, 58 wins, I want to say. That's, I mean, not many players could do that. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. many players are going to be able to yeah. do that. So you take LeBron away from Miami – Dwayne Wade wasn't leading them to 58 wins. You take Shaq away from Kobe, he wasn't leading them to 58 wins. And I love the Lakers. But, I mean, that's not that's not happening in today's game. Right. They had a legit squad, and those two are a big reason for it. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, this, I, this will bring up another duo, and they don't get enough credit. Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, you said 1A. I think that they are actually the second-best duo in NBA history to me. They're, they're past Jordan and Pippen. Pippen – Pippen was, he does nothing without Jordan. I'm sorry. Okay, Kareem can lead a team to a championship by himself. Magic Johnson can lead a team to a championship by himself. You don't build a team around Scottie Pippen. You just don't do it. You can build a team around Shaq and Kobe. Even to his point, even though it was ludicrous, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, you can build teams around them. So I really can't, those are my top two duos of all time. Magic, it's sad that it's all Lakers, but Magic, you, you're a smart man. You're a smart man. <laughs> Magic and Kareem are probably the only other duo that would beat or that could hang with Kobe and Shaq. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I don't think you put those two out there. Nobody else is going to compete. No, with no, that. You're, you're right. You're right. No one's going to compete with that. But you know, when you talk about that, I think if you would, I mean, if you want to play devil's advocate, if you will, there was another duo that played out west. Um, in Salt Lake City and, and Stockton and Malone. Right. I was thinking that, about them. Know, I was thinking right, about right, them. Right, right, right. Say what you want to, but mm. I would not, I mean, those guys were good for a very, very long time. They were. They were. Uh, and were almost the people that, I mean, minus that little push off on Byron Russell that ended that Jordan legacy yeah, that's, they, that, mm-hmm. that keeps him supreme right now. They came the closest yep. to being the, um, the Bulls in the era to me. Absolutely. Um, you can't mention Stockton without Malone. You can't mention Malone without Stockton. I mean, mm. they are... They're not the greatest duo of all time, but they're the most notable duo of all time, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. Like, maybe Jordan and Pippen, too, but Stockton and Malone, it almost just like it goes together. Peanut butter and jelly, you know? It just <laughs> well, goes together. Well, I think they two cemented their legacies together, where, right, where right, Shaq has right. a legacy without Kobe. Kobe has one without right, Shaq. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, Wade had one prior to LeBron James mm-hmm. getting there. Yeah. And, and, by, and neither one of them really want to do it without the other person. Right. Right. Yeah. And longevity has something to do with it, too. Those guys did that for a very long time. Right. 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 A very long time. So we talked about the duos. Um, I know before the show, I didn't tell you guys this, but we still have like about a couple of 15 minutes left. Top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. They want to knock it out well, right now. We can. We can. I'll defer to somebody else first because my list is the best. I'm sure. Are you guys? Are you guys? <laughs> if it's okay all Cowboys, I'm walking out. <laughs> you can't even make a top five all Cowboys. Yeah, sure you could. Say Troy Aikman's name five times. If you <laughs> he he might be up there. He okay, just I'll start. I'll go ahead and tell you my top five. Tom Brady, number one. No one's going to debate that, right? I hope not. Chris, you're not going to debate that, right? 
I'm going. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to release my list. Okay. Yet, okay. I, 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 okay. So since you are, but I'll, I'll cool continue. I can tell you number one is Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady consensus. So we just skip that. Number two for me, Joe Montana, second best quarterback of all time. Oh my God, this guy's face. Um, Joe Montana. Number three is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Number four is um, forgetting my list right now. It's uh, John Elway, and number five is. I miss somebody. I know I miss somebody because I didn't put. I, I thought Joe about Dan. Oh, hell no, it's Dan Marino. Dan Marino number five. No, no, I'm sorry. Dan Marino was out of it. I thought about this. I just can't say. So it is Brent Favre number five. Number four is John Elway. Number three, who did I say number three was? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And number two is um, your boy, uh, Joe Montana. No, I'm talking to myself. Like I think that was a racial thing right there. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't noticed something, Zach, Zach you're, you're chomping at the bits. I'm not that excited, but I can go. Um, I see we're going to agree quite a bit, and I think it's because we value similar things at the quarterback position. So I I love me some Brett Favre. I see, we, man, we can get into different discussions. If If I were starting a team today, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. But if you want to talk legacy and rings and championships, I think you I think you have to at this point. Um, Joe Montana was my number two as well. Uh, I had Aaron Rodgers third as well. You looked at my list, didn't you? No, I did not. Um, but a lot of me was just people I enjoyed watching play. So I had Brett Favre fourth um, just because, for better or worse, that may have been the most exciting quarterback for me yeah. to watch. I just, you didn't know how it was going to turn out, and it's like a roller coaster, and you don't know if they're going to make it to the end or they're going to crash in the middle of it. And There's a level of excitement to that, but his ability to win and the Iron Man aspect that he brought, you know, the, what, the greatest ability is availability, right? They, they say that quote all the time. Um, Nothing a little Vicodin won't help you with. What's that? I said nothing a little Vicodin won't help you with, right? I said, hey, there's a lot you can <laughs> overcome with some of that. Uh, and then I'm a huge Peyton, Am- Peyton Manning fan as well. The most so. overrated quarterback of all time. Oh, okay. Well, then we can get into a discussion there. Uh, but his command of the offense and ability to lead his team. In the regular season? Not in the playoffs. What, what help did he have? I'm, I'm just saying he's overrated. The most overrated quarterback of all time. Reggie Wayne the was one, bad. Reggie Wayne I'm was not, pretty no, good. I'm, I'm, not gonna talk on the, I'm not going to talk on the offense. Dallas yeah. Clark's but, not bad. No, let, let me go ahead and give my list. Yeah. And before I give my list, let me explain what I did. Oh. I only went with the quarterbacks I have watched. So there will be some quarterbacks that you may be okay. familiar with, but I'm only going with who I watched because if I name people I didn't watch, I'd be lying to you. So my number five was Ben Roethlisberger, from who I'm, whom I've watched. This guy, his ability to extend plays, ability to play through injuries, and ability to have players on the squad who may not be the most talented, but because of his arm strength, take them to a new level. I'm not talking about the defensive. I'm talking about his offensive weapons. So let's be honest. I don't know any of his great wide receivers. People talk about Heinz Ward may be his best wide receiver. Number five for me is Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, hold on. So so the people who just spilled their morning coffee or just <laughs> maybe wrecked their car because you said he was the top five, tell, tell them how old you are. Oh, I'm 25. Okay. And again, I said I said who I watched. Okay, I just want to make sure they know Let's who they're talking to. Because I, I don't want to get any death threats or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're already getting death threats because you're a cowboy fan. <laughs> Second was Brett Favre. Um, this is more of a personal thing. Brett Favre is one of those people you watch growing up. If I played football, I want to play like Brett Favre. And it's not even so much the, it's, it's the ability to forget about the interceptions and just go for it. So you like turning the ball over. I mean, it's cool, man. I love Tony Romo. 
<laughs> Why? I did not think his name was going to come up in this discussion. Oh, he's, it won't. He, it won't. It, it's not on my list. I'm you already saying. said his name. Well, you know, I'm just. Yeah, we, we can get that out. Uh, third is Aaron Rodgers. His abilities is he's a great quarterback. The reason why I have him third and had two quarterbacks in front of him, I think the two quarterbacks in front of him have a better legacy at this point in their careers. My number two is Peyton Manning. The fact that you said Peyton Manning is overrated. Let me tell you something. Peyton Manning's best receiver is what? Harrison and Wayne. I don't think they're that great. They're great route runners, but they were great route runners because Peyton Manning was a great thrower. I'm going to tell you something right now. I would be in the NFL if Peyton Manning was throwing me the football. Tell me to run a post up that field. Peyton Manning will put it right on my chest. I ain't got hands, but he'll put it in my chest. That's how good he was. And my number one is Tom Brady. I want to talk about him just a little bit. With Tom, I find that sometimes great quarterbacks or great players who have great coaches as well, you kind of knock their game. People talk about Tim Duncan sometimes and say, well, yes, Popovich. Tom Brady and that him and Belichick together are fantastic, but let's not take away the brilliance of Tom Brady. Forget this last Super Bowl that he went to. His ability to take average wide receivers and have them turn out to be stars, even superstars in the league. I'm talking about the Wes Welkers of the world. Sorry, Wes, but let's be real. Without Tom Brady, nobody knows who Wes Welker is. Let's be real. And the one time he did have a superstar wide receiver, Randy Moss, who was not even in in the prime of his career at that point, had a what? An all-great wide receiver season, that's all Tom Brady. He's number one. If you don't have Tom Brady number one on your list, I don't know what you're doing. That's, I mean, I, I have I have nothing. I can't complain about that at all. But my list looks a little bit different than y'all's. Because you're as, older. As, I'm a little older. Yeah, right, I right. am older. And, and I'm, I'm a stats guy. But my number five quarterback all the time actually is a third leading passer in NFL history when it comes to passing yards. Uh, and He's, to me, the most underrated quarterback to ever play, and he's a Super Bowl champion. His name is Drew Brees. Drew Brees has been, to me, the, the one of the most consistent quarterbacks in, 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 this, in this century, to me. After that, Peyton Manning, as much as I hated the, the rivalry between him and Tom Brady, because I don't think, that's it, I don't think it's even close, uh, Peyton Manning, to me, the way he commands the game, and being a former quarterback myself, seeing how he takes control of the game, but also knows football. That guy knows football. I mean, and you can't, you can't take that away from him. Because I got a chance to see it, and I don't want to sound like I'm a hater. Uh, Joe Montana uh, comes in at number three for me, but Joe Montana, in my opinion, he had more weapons than anybody. He had more weapons mm-hmm. and he had a better team than any of these people. So you're holding that against him because he had more weapons. I do. I, I honestly do. And I and I think in, in any sport, I think I, I have to kind of hold that against him uh, because you know a lot, a lot of people hold that against a lot of athletes who play with a lot of help. After that, uh, Aaron Rodgers comes in, comes in a second to me uh, for for years. You know, even when I play fantasy football, if we get in the league, guys. If Aaron Rodgers is available, I'm taking him. Even with my number one pick in the draft, like the dude is phenomenal to me. He extends plays, he reads defenses like no other, and he to me is he's he's one of the to me one of the greatest football players ever play. And if anyone, kind of like what Chris said, thinks that Tom Brady's not the best quarterback to ever get under a center or take a shotgun snap, I think they're crazy. Uh, the guys just, I mean, I think numbers the numbers don't lie. Uh, but also what that guy's been able to do, as good as Montana was and Elway and Young and all the people you're saying we're leaving off these lists, you know, if I've got two minutes left on the clock and a chance to win the Super Bowl, or if I'm down by 25 points or 28 points, I'm taking Tom Brady. Yeah. The main difference between our um, list, though, I think me and Zach, we didn't have Peyton Man on our list. I did. I you did. did. Oh, so y'all have Peyton Man on your list. Ah, man, I, 
Peyton Manning, even the MVP he won in that championship game, he shouldn't have won that in my eyes. Like the running back, I forgot his name, but he should have won that MVP of that game. Was that the Edron James year? Yes, yes. And uh, Peyton Manning's stats during the regular season as opposed to the postseason are like night and day. Like he, he's almost like Tony Romo to me. Don't even say I know that. I said his name again, but I just had to, I had to say it. I mean, I can't. Peyton Manning at one point in time, because of the regular season, people were considering him to be the greatest quarterback of all time. And I, I just couldn't understand it. He had not done anything. He has as many championships as Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I'm not counting the Denver one because he was pretty much carried to a championship there when he was in Denver. You know that he's thrown for 25,000 more yards than Roethlisberger? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But but Ben Roethlisberger has more memorable playoff moments, championship moments, than Peyton Manning does. He's had a better team, too. That's fine. But if you, like I said, back whenever he was hot and he was, you know, breaking records in the regular season, people were saying that this man was the greatest quarterback of all time. And when you say that about Peyton Manning to me, I just think he's, he's, he's overrated. Especially he hasn't anything in the playoffs as compared to the quarterbacks that we mentioned. Drew Brees' run to a Super Bowl was incredible. When I think about Peyton Manning, I think about the times that he's lost to New England a couple of times and that his runs to the playoffs weren't really that impressive to me. Yeah, but I think you're talking about – I think you can go back to – and I have this argument all the time. You can go back to the – the the Western Conference and Eastern Conference in football, I mean, in, in basketball, the AFC compared to the NFC during that stretch, it's just one team. That's New England. Oh, th- th- did it need to be more than that? That's Pittsburgh. What I'm you're, you're talking about Peyton Manning was going up against Pittsburgh. He had to get through. He had to go through Foxborough. He had to go through Pittsburgh. Like it, who was out there? In well, the let me ask Who's you a better quarterback? Thing. Who's a better quarterback? Eli Manning or Payne? Peyton Manning. Manning. Not even close. Are Hands you down. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> I say that because Eli Manning has managed to beat the Patriots more often than he has. That was product of that defense, though. Their but defense, I'm just saying he still defense won. Was amazing. He still, he still won And David Tyree caught a pass on his head. But he still And he, he doesn't catch that pass. That let me, let me ask over. you this, though. Who do you have on in your list? Uh, who's higher? Is it Peyton Manning or is it Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Well, let me ask you this. Cause we all had Aaron Rodgers. I had Aaron Rodgers as my top three. Did you have? Right, that? right. Yep. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl victory. Right. And other than that run to the Super Bowl, what has he done in the playoffs? Well, they he, beat the Cowboys real good last season. Right, right. That was a fantastic game. Talk about old stuff? No, but I'm being, <laughs> we say Aaron Rodgers is top three, and I even have him top three on my list. But And you're talking about Peyton Manning saying, well, he has all these great regular season stats. There's no doubt that Peyton Manning is a better regular season quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, at least at this point in their career. Right, right, right. So right. how can you say that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback? It doesn't make any sense to have him hide on how, the list. How can I not say that he's a better quarterback? He, you know, his playoff run, like I said, too, his playoff run to Super Bowl championship was also incredible. Okay. Even the run he had last year in a losing effort, he was in a discussion for MVP last year, Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying is that when you look at um, Peyton Manning's playoff performances, when you talk about a quarterback or any great player, the playoff accolades is what you define them by. Peyton Manning's playoff accolades, if you if you just say who are the best, the best um, quarterback, playoff performance quarterbacks of all time, he's not even in my top ten. Can I can I give you some names of people who have more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers that we all listed in our top five? Boomer Sison, 
Boomer Sison has Dave no Craig. championships. Kerry Dave Craig has no championships. Kerry Collins. No championships. No championships. Philip Rivers. No championships. Vinny Testaverde. Does he have a championship? Eli Manning. I don't think so. Your boy Warren Moon. Warren Moon was. All those have more passing yards. Aaron Rodgers not even in the top 20 in passing yards. But no one's going to say that Warren Moon is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. I'm that, just that, that, go, that goes together. So, but this, this, okay, this is my thing. It's a regular season debate. If you want to say who is the greatest or top five regular season quarterbacks of all time, you might even throw in Tony, Tony Romo. Get out. No. Get out of here. Regular season, you could Get throw him. You, you, you can throw him. You can throw him in. Regular season, the reason yeah. the argument that Tony Romo is not considered one of the greatest is because of his playoff performances. No, Ex- and regular season. <sighs> Throwing interceptions to Redskins to, to, to throw away your division title. Thank you. My point yeah, being, though, London my point. Fletch, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. <laughs> my point being is that I put a lot into Peyton Manning's playoff performances. And the reason I am, though, is because I've heard people say that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And I just I can't agree with that more. No, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah that that's a stretch, right? But clearly you I think you I think it's become clear over the past, you know, few episodes that you prioritize winning time. Right. 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 Whether it's you know, NFL, NBA fourth quarter mm-hmm. and championships and you prioritize those moments. Right. It's the it's the iconic uh, you know, play or or drive or whatever. It's it not is, just that though. Is it because it's harder? No. Well, right. But I mean, I just mean you value that above longevity of performance. Not necessarily. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is the level of competition in the playoffs is far greater in a regular season. You have players in the regular season put up phenomenal numbers against certain teams because those teams are garbage. Okay. Payne Manning's. I define Payne Manning from the playoffs because it's harder competition. That's pretty much it. How great has the NFC North been? The NFC North. Mm-hmm. With the Packers and the Lions and the Bears. How, Vikings. How good are they? Terrible. Terrible, yeah, for the most so part. Aaron Rodgers puts up amazing stats against and, I, and I'm not talking about his regular season numbers. I'm, I define Aaron Rodgers from his playoff performances. He's the greatest Hail Mary thrower of all time. <laughs> Back to that one or two plays. <laughs> Back to that one or two right? plays. Because Hail Mary throwers don't make a good quarterback. Yeah. If they win games, they do. <laughs> he, he, won me a, he won me a fantasy football championship with that throw, so I'm all right with yeah. that. In my, in my opinion, they're all on the same level. The reason why I put Peyton Manning above, and I have number two on my list, is this. And maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. But when I look at Peyton Manning, I see a player, if you have a, a so-so roster – with a coach who was not very good and I had to pick a quarterback out of the hat and maybe even including Tom Brady. I'm probably going to take Peyton Manning realizing that he can take them somewhere that you would never expect that team to go. And how many times has he done that? Once. You, what's your argument? They went to the Super Bowl one no, no, time no, with, no, the, no, with no, the Colts. Hey, what, what were that Colts teams when he, when he got injured? That's a 3-13 and 13 but, roster. But, but still, though, he only did it one time. My point is, his, his point is not that he took them to a championship. His point is he can get more out of the a poor structural system than anybody else. As opposed to Aaron Rodgers, basically is what he's saying. As I'll, opposed to Drew Brees. His argument is that anyone else. And I think Peyton Manning requires less support around him. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't agree. I because completely of, disagree. But he, I, I would trust him more than anyone else to get your team in the right call on offense, whether it be run, pass, etc. For a play, but I won't trust him to get my lead, my team for, to a championship. But but the point his point is his point isn't that. His point is if you have a team that's two and fourteen and you can pick one 
quarterback to take that team, even if it's not a championship, to Tom ten Brady. and six, eleven and five. I'm taking Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Tom Brady. First. I'm taking Tom Brady first. Outside of Rand, that one year he played with Randy Moss, what receiver has he thrown the ball to that will sniff the Hall of Fame? I mean Gronk, if he can sustain a career if, with maybe yeah. Gronk. Gronk that Gronk's a tight end though. Yeah, it's still a receiving yeah, threat. You don't okay. yeah, that. But but if you think about the other players that these guys have played with, you're talking about doing more with less. Mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison, I want to say, is already in the Hall of he Fame. Is. Reggie Wayne will probably be a Hall of Famer. Dallas Clark will probably be a Hall of Famer. And you can argue, you can just argue though, they're in the Hall of Fame solely and only because of Peyton Manning. You, I'm not saying that you maybe you could argue that, but Ben Roethlisberger has some has had talent on that team. Heinz Ward, I don't know. I mean, he, he all of those. All my point is, all of those quarterbacks have played with a legit threat mm-hmm. at wide receiver, and Tom Brady is taking average-looking men. If they, if you saw them not in street clothes and football pads and street clothes, you would not guess that they were. But in this a is my player. one argument against that: the one year Tom Brady did get hurt, they still had double-digit wins. They have a Bill great, Belichick. They have a great system. That's Bill Belichick, all and, the way. and that makes those receivers better than they really are. I, this is not a knock on Tom Brady because he he was number one, right? Like uh, we we can't argue that, yeah. but but I think Belichick's offense also allows receivers like Danny Amendola and Wes Welker to thrive, where they kill you with these short intermediate crossing routes and these things that that capitalize on. Hey, these guys are quick with their feet and they run good routes, and that gets them open and lets Tom do what he does great, which is dissect a defense. Mm, right, He's right. fantastic at it. But I think that's where Bill Belichick made those wide receivers better than they truly are. Yeah, I think they're underrated because they're much better in that system than they truly are because of their 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 stats and their athletic ability. I yeah. don't think I don't think any team that's won the Super Bowl in my and that I could recall, or not many of anyway. I won't say any because I want to make it an absolute. Haven't won without a great coach. Joe Montana played with. Bill Walsh, who created the West Coast offense that people still can't figure out today. They were 20-plus years ahead of their time. Uh, Tom Brady plays with Bill Belichick, who, in my opinion, is probably the greatest coach in NFL history, in, from my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But if you go for football, basketball, baseball, they all have great leadership. So I think that's something that people don't take into consideration enough. But when you think about what Bill Belichick has been able to do to get the most out of his players, I think they owe that to them. But at some point in time, those players got to make those plays. They could put them in the right defense. They could make the right calls. What Peyton Manning did was great. At audibling out of calls and putting people in that position, I get, I get, the, I get you guys with that. Uh, I just don't think that he has the skill set that Tom Brady has. Whether it's, Tom, Tom, I mean, if you look back at it, and I analyze quarterbacks more than I do anything else. Tom, I mean, Peyton Manning has his happy feet, is what I like to call it. Like he does, he's, he does. he's in the pocket. He's like, Warren Moon had the same thing. Absolutely, and then that's what's going to lead you to 147 yards in a Super Bowl, where you're going to be, you know, named the MVP of the. Of, that just doesn't make any sense to me. But well, and he, he's funny you mentioned that his Super Bowl performance. I mean, that's that was one of the worst Super Bowl performances by a quarterback that I've ever seen. I, and I know they had a you know a pretty good defense on the other end, but and back to what he said about Tom Brady, I want to say this at the, at the same time: Tom Brady grew into a great quarterback because of Bill Belichick. To um, Peyton Manning's credit, if you put Peyton, like you're saying, if you put Penny Manning on any team, that team is going to instantly get better coming in, coming out of. Um, college if you put tom brady on that colts team or another team i don't think he's as great of a quarterback as, as he is today if that makes sense i don't know if you can go that far though because wasn't peyton manning's team didn't they go like two and 14 no no but you could yeah, yeah, yeah and college. i think tom tom brady would have done the same thing but he wouldn't have grown into the greatest quarterback of all time either 
How have Texans quarterbacks performed in the Super Bowl? Why you have to do that? I don't know why. Um, you, you just killed the whole vibe of the show. I mean, I I don't understand why you did that. Why why'd you do that? Because I I just had to. I okay. just had to. Okay. I just that's because I said that's because I said the Cowboys suck at the end of the last show. Yep. <laughs> who, was, who was the coach of that Broncos team when Peyton Manning won it? Kubiak. I'm pretty sure it was Kubiak. Yeah, yeah it's Kubiak. Kubiak. Is he is he a great coach? He's a great offensive coach. They had great coaches. He helped the Texans. I thought yeah. he helped the Texans. Yeah, they had great coaches together oh, yeah. with him had, and um, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Yeah, they had great oh, coaches. Yeah. They had good coaches on that team. Yeah, I was just curious who thought you who you thought the primary person was running that offense because because your point was uh, every quarterback won it with with a great coach. So mm-hmm. I was well, yeah. it, it was it wasn't something that happened immediately. They bumped heads initially, mm-hmm. and that you know Peyton Manning's great greatest strength is almost almost his weakness as well. He could not play with Bill Belichick to me. See, I disagree with that. I no. think I, I, I almost I disagree with that is at this point in his career. No, po- yeah, and that's what you're, and exactly. that's the only reason it worked with Kubiak. Yeah. At, at this point in his career, he couldn't do the things that made him successful when he was younger. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if he had Belichick from the beginning, Belichick would have molded him, and Possibly. he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have had that type of control from the get go. It's kind of the same thing we talk about well, in LeBron. the basketball arena with Spurs players with Popovich and that type of deal. But I don't want to go there. What I'm saying is, if he started off with Belichick, I think he would have had a different perception of the game. So, so I, but think about it. I mean, in any sport. Any sport whatsoever, they've all had what I mean. They've all had their own philosophy in the great teams or the dynasties that we've talked about in the past. Those types of things, they had a system. Phil Jackson had a system. That's true. The Atlanta Braves in the early '90s had a system. They were going to pitch, 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 and more pitch. They were throwing out five starters at you at a time. Greg Popovich has a system. Bill Belichick has a system. Pat Riley had a system, and everybody has that. So I think you're. I agree with you. You throw Peyton Manning with Bill Belichick at a younger age. I think. But we might be having this different conversation, but at, a, at when he got older, Kubiak had no other choice to you know kind of take it for what it's worth and say, you know what, you do, you were a better quarterback than Kubiak was. For, that's for darn sure. Um, and Peyton Manning did what it took to to lead his team to a championship. But it also, I mean, they had the best defense in the NFL. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think Von Miller was the MVP of that Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kid, he was on a mission. Yeah. He was on a mission. Yeah. But look, look, that's funny you say that too, though, because when Peyton Manning played in his last Super Bowl. He looked like a shell of himself. Absolutely. When Tom Brady played in his last Super Bowl, it's like, oh wow. How many more years? How many more years does this guy have, really and truly? So, you know. All right. Very interesting discussion there. Is that it? You guys done? Unless you guys want to talk about Troy Aikman. Of course, you want to talk about Troy Aikman. He's a waste of breath. (laughs) He is a waste of breath. Best quarterback of all time. There were no Cowboys on your list. Hey, I was not. I'm not. A, I'm not a homer. That's why I didn't put Romo anywhere on there. Anywhere on there. I'm surprised. Romo's name came up what three, three, four times in this discussion. Because yeah. y'all brought him up. Yeah, I did. He's a bum. I did. I did. I did. Romo. And I'm Vegas a Cowboys fan. He's a bum. Too hard on Romo. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.